So it is great to be back with you guys, um, uh, especially on this first day of Lent. Uh, I was remarking earlier that, uh, did you guys like the, the folks who were filling in for the last couple of weeks? I, I, I love them, they're great. I was remarking earlier that I really need to choose worse people to fill in for me, uh, because then you guys won't realize how dispensable I actually am. Um, but damage is done. Okay. So uh, it's great to be with you this first week of Lent. And so, uh, so for some of you guys, this whole Lent thing, you've been doing it your whole life. You're familiar with it, all that jazz, right? And then, so some folks may have heard the term around, but, you know, don't really have a great grasp on it. And, and some folks might, you know, not even have a sense of what we're talking about with Lent. We got all those folks here. And so for some of you guys who are not familiar or for a refresher, we've uh, got this thing called Lent. It's this season of the Christian calendar. And so just like how we have school calendars and normal calendars and all that stuff, right? We've got this Christian calendar that is, uh, has its own seasons and these own rhythms of life and these patterns of being. And the period of 40 days, not counting Sunday, up before Easter... Uh, is this period called Lent. It starts with Ash Wednesday, which was last Wednesday, and it's these six weeks leading up to Easter. And this Lent, what we are going to be doing together is we're going to be digging into this question, what is lament? What is lament? And to be guiding us in this process, we're going to perhaps appropriately be looking at the book of Lamentations. And throughout these six weeks until Easter, we're going to be digging into this book and seeing how it does or does not provide this resource for us in our modern era to process the world around us. And that's what we're going to be shooting for. What is lament? How does it help us make sense of our world? Now, the thing that most people think of when they think of Lent, of course, is fasting, deciding to give something up. And so, for example, people might say, you know, I'm going to give up chocolate or, uh, for example, meat, especially in the Catholic Church, right? And Or alternatively, it's been in vogue the last number of decades to say, no, I'm not giving up something for Lent. I'm taking on something for Lent, like a spiritual discipline or, you know, this intentionality around prayer or around some other spiritual discipline. But really, the whole giving up stuff, the whole fasting thing, is all secondary. It's really secondary to the main purpose of Lent. The main purpose of Lent is to enter this period of self-examination, of self-reflection, and to actually take a look at those things that we don't normally want to touch with a 10-foot pole, right? To shine a light in those crevices and clear out some of those cobwebs from that, that back corner of our souls. That those things we wish weren't there or, or really hope aren't there. Or those things we move on from and pretend they don't exist. You know, to dredge up those things, And so, for example, we start Lent on Ash Wednesday, last Wednesday, with a reminder of our mortality and the fact that we'll die. Actually, take this unpleasant, uncomfortable, macabre, really, fact of life and examine it 
in light of the gospel, actually take it up instead of just shoving it down and, and repressing it and never thinking about it, right? And so Lent is taking out this big old mag light and shining it around in those dark corners and those dank corners, seeing what kind of stuff is back there and actually letting in some sunlight to try and deal with it. And so that's why fasting during Lent isn't the primary thing. Because it's not about self-punishment or the foods you're eating are bad. or That's not the main thing. It's not that fasting in and of itself is a good. That's not why we do it. No, it's about what we learn about ourselves and our world through this practice of fasting, through the introspection that goes with it. It's all about Lenten self-examination. Fasting is about what we learn about ourselves and our world when we go without. So, for example, fasting might be about me learning, I just can't go very long without food. Like, there's something about being full all the time that, you know, that, 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 that now because of the fasting, I'm actually aware of that normally goes slides under the radar, or, or that I have these intense urges for, let's say, chocolate, right? Or that, that are really quite notable, but I don't normally give any thought to. And, and Lent's all about me trying to figure out, asking these questions, is that the relationship I should have with food? It causes me to reflect on the fact that I can actually fulfill that desire. And so what does this show me about where my food comes from, about, about my access to food, about the ability to fast voluntarily rather than being forced to through poverty, the, the fact that I live in this state of interdependence with my communities and my world, and, and in what ways do I support that, and in what ways do I undermine that? See, these are the kinds of questions that in starting this self-examination can start to come up. We don't normally take up, we don't normally think about, but during this period of self-reflection, it teaches us about ourselves, about our interaction with creation and our world and our faith. It's this period of intense and intentional introspection, self-examination, trying to figure out what we might do differently to more fully live into God's designs for humanity, to more fully be in unity with Christ and with our neighbors. And so the book of Lamentations will be a good guide for us during this Lent, in this process of self-examination. Because So Lamentations is a set of poetry written right after a disaster, in the aftermath of devastation. And we'll, we'll explore more about it in the coming weeks, but it's this searching probe that's trying to make sense of what the heck is even going on. Lamentations ranges all over the place, almost as if shell-shocked, of just trying to grasp some piece of information that, to be able to make sense of what they're experiencing. Right, and which, which, which we saw in today's scripture, right? It's, it was all over the place. It was ranging all over, trying to make sense of the disaster, trying to make sense of, wait, whose fault was it? Wait, I'm angry. Wait, I'm sad. I'm distressed. And trying to process all the complex experiences that they're going through in the midst of the disaster, doing it through lamenting, 
through this plaintive wail, through this guttural expression of pain and confusion and despair that they're feeling. And the thing is, we Americans, we don't lament in the same way that some other cultures do. And so, for example, even today, uh, in some Middle Eastern cultures, for example, it's, uh, there's these practices of public wailing for the dead. It's, it's this ability to express this pain, this grief that's happening. But in American culture, we don't allow for that. And, and we're, we're going to dive into this a lot more next week. But let us just note today the emphasis in our culture on getting over it, right? And getting better as if sadness, as if grief were a sickness you had to heal from rather than part of experiencing the fullness and the richness and the breadth of life and all that comes with it. But with all of the brokenness around us in our culture, and I mean especially today, in our culture, experiencing all the brokenness around us. Since we don't allow for lament, for a way to express, to fully experience the grief, we short-circuit the process of working through it, of processing it all, of, of coming to terms with it all, of trying to figure out how to adapt and change in response to it all. As Americans, we just don't have the tool set to be able to respond as well to these questions that we experience. And all of this, all of these understandings about who exactly, how exactly our culture shaped us and, and how that relates to the message of the gospel and how we grow as Christians, that's all what we look at during Lent during this period of self-examination, of, self uh, of self-awareness, of introspection, of looking at these things that we would, frankly, rather not. And so when we're going to be... What we're, what we're going to be doing together this Lent is we'll be joining our trusty guides who know how to lament and seeing if they can teach us a little something about the ways in which we can better respond to the brokenness of the world that is so pervasive around us. So, this Lenten season, these six weeks leading up to Easter, may you take the journey with me and with us deep into self-examination, deep into taking up these painful things that we would rather not look at so that on the other side we can emerge more whole. May it be so.